Amsterdam. You're full of so many incredible things. And Frank? Red Light District. Great food. Red Light District. Fabulous art. Again, Red Light District. Bicycle riding over canals. Finally, Red Light District. And the Red Light District. In for win. We are going today to... Amsterdam. Terry, I got to tell you, one of the biggest touristed cities in all of Europe, Amsterdam in the Netherlands. It has so much to offer. It really does. Like the red light district. Oh my gosh. You are unbelievable. I have to tell you, I went, I did go to the red light district. I did not go at night. And I went to go see a church. <laughs> I'm glad they have a church in the red light district. They do, but it's hidden. And we'll talk more about it in just a minute. Okay. Do Some other great things would probably be the famous brownies you could eat. Oh, at the coffee <laughs> shops. Yeah. Uh, wink, wink. Yes. Okay, let's dig into Amsterdam. You oh, want to? Ready? Yeah. Here we go. Iconic Amsterdam. It sits smartly at the convergence of the Zyder Zee and the Rhine River. Its storied history, amazingly private, vibrant attitude, and progressive stance on social issues. <laughs> wink, wink, wink. wink. <laughs> Make it a top tourist draw for many. As a matter of fact, one of the biggest draws in all of Europe. And for very good reason. It seems that Amsterdam has cracked the secret code of balancing the honor of the past with the energy of the future. So what makes this city a traveler's paradise? Oh, we're going to talk all about it today. An amazing place. I was in Amsterdam this past summer. And before we do anything... I have to say this. Dear Peter and Nico at Dante's and Spew Square, you guys rock and you made our trip. It was so much fun. We had such a good time with you. And to Eva, Aaron, Lima, Brian at our fabulous hotel, the Hotel Estrella on the canal, we cannot thank you enough for an incredible stay. You guys were amazing. You represented your city like there was no tomorrow. And I can't wait to talk about it because of you guys. There you go. What? Yeah. I said all that. How uh-huh. wonderful that you have, ex- you went somewhere and the people were truly iconic of their area. Yes. They were so representative uh. of everything that you hope would happen. They were fabulous people. And most of them were bartenders that I just named. <laughs> you know, I wasn't going to point that out or even make reference to it, mm-hmm. but. You know, it is what it is. They were fabulous to us. I, I just love them so much. They were they were so endearing. They were all smart and multilingual. And their English accent was so good. I, I, I was blown away by all the people that we met. And we met fascinating people. We love you, you little Amsterdamians. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So I'm going to Amsterdam, mm-hmm. and how am I going? What's the best way to get there? Planes, trains, automobiles. Well, Schiphol Airport has definitely been in the news of late. It had a massive backup over the summer, and the lines were out of control. It was constipated. It was, and 
I have to tell you, I did not go there via the airport. We actually took a train from Paris and we were in Schiphol, uh, past Schiphol and into Amsterdam Central train station in about three hours. That's so worth it. It was so worth it. It was a lovely trip. We had lunch on board, relaxed a little, enjoyed the countryside, went right through Belgium and came right up into Amsterdam. It was fabulous. We loved it. And I have to say, most people, whether they come in via train from another country or via the airport, use that train station to get their first glimpse of Amsterdam. And it is a fabulous train station. It's got a hustle and bustle that you can't beat. And it is almost like a choreographed dance in there with travelers, students, business people between the ferries, the trains, the buses, and the taxis going in every direction. It is just a brilliant moment to stop and take in. Is it kind of like Grand Central Station on steroids? Um, I like Grand Central Station, but Grand Central Station has a grittier feel, and I don't think Amsterdam had the grittier gotcha. feel. And the water is a part of the train station's thing, um, kind of profile because the ferries pull right up to the train station. They're, they're right outside the front door. So there's, and there's bicycles everywhere. Well, it's Amsterdam. Everywhere. It is amazing. Like you think you're going to see bicycles. No, you're going to see So you're kind of dumped off right there in the heart of Amsterdam. Right in the heart. Behind you is the water. Mm-hmm. And in front of you is the main road, the main street that brings you right up to the main square. So what a great idea. Fly into Paris. Mm-hmm. Spend you some time there. Yeah. Check out our episodes on Paris. That'll Absolutely. help you out. Absolutely. Catch the train. Mm-hmm. Takes you right in. Beautiful. And we arrived. A taxi took us right to our hotel, which was on a canal. We loved it. And it was really great to kind of get our bearings by being in the train station there was a left luggage counter where if you're only there for the day you could stow your luggage like and lockers. Bag. yes and you could put them away go enjoy if you're not staying a huge amount of time mm-hmm. there were plenty of commuters who were using the supermarkets and cafes and coffee shops that have coffee in them and it, that was amazing. In I like itself. how you had to point that out. Well, it is Amsterdam, and I understand. There were plenty of languages from all over the world to, that hung in the air. People dash in and out. There was so much going on that you almost just had to take a minute to take it all in. And that's just the train station. That's just putting your feet in this city. That's how fascinating it was. You do have to kind of figure out how you're going to get your luggage over all the cobbles and bumps of the the ground. But... Pack some extra wheels. Yeah. Once you kind of get that taken care of, you're on your way. You're good. You know, when you think of Amsterdam, of course, you ask me, I'm going to say the red light district. (laughs) Um... What draws people to Amsterdam? What makes people say, I want to go to Amsterdam? I think probably the first thing that people think about are the bikes and the canals. Like, that's the picture that kind of comes into our mind, right? Unless you're me. Unless you're you. Then we're in the red light district, yeah. which happens to be on a canal anyway. So, really, so there it's there. all together. Yes. So, 
I would say no different than the Coliseum or the Eiffel Tower. These canals, they're a symbol of the city. They are Mm -hmm. what make this city this city. And a lot of life happens on them for sure. I will say what is so cool is that the number of two-wheeled modes of transportation far outpace the number of cars really and the number of residents that power those bicycles thousands of bikes use the designated lanes that knit the entire city together from the main stretch which is called the dam rock over each of the five canals that ring the half a dozen neighborhoods that are involved, there are 2.5 bikes for every one resident of Amsterdam. And what, how are they going to ride those 2.5? I have to tell you, I saw bikes of every shape, size, color that you can imagine. Bikes that did things that you never thought about. Children on bikes? Uh, children on car seats on bikes. Children in these kind of wheelbarrow-looking front seats. Yeah. That were amazing for the really little ones. Do they have something like it for us? I rented a bike and I went around. No, I meant like something to, a bucket to sit in. Yes, if you want to sit in the wheelbarrow, you could sit in the wheelbarrow. I would bike you around. So that lends us to how do I get around? The best way is a bike. Rent a bike. Rent a bike. Rent a bike. Easy to buy. It's easy to do. Yes. Cheap? Very cheap. $10 for three hours? It was nothing. And we went around and we totally enjoyed that. I would definitely, if if you're going to block off time though, I would do it in the morning before everything kind of really gets going so that the streets are a little empty, especially if you're kind of a little rickety on the bike. I do have to say, mm-hmm. I know that you practiced I a did lot practice. on your bike. I did. Before you went. I practiced. I uh, wasn't going to get run over in Amsterdam. Are you still riding your bike? I haven't ridden my bike since I've been here, <laughs> but I've been a little busy. If you haven't heard, we're going somewhere. We are. It's not Amsterdam this time, although that's in the works. Yes, it is. We are going to Krakow, Poland. And if you need any information about that, check just us out. Take a look on your feed. You will find that big announcement right there with all the deets. Yes, absolutely. So we've got those canals. Can I ride? Can I get a canal ride? Absolutely. You know, I'm, when I'm thinking and I say canal ride, I'm thinking, you know, Venice. Right. But can can I? Yeah. And there's all different kinds of ways to do it. You can go on a dinner cruise. You can go on a rent one by yourself for just your party if you okay. want. Or you can go kind of like on an old fashioned one that's got the beautiful polished wood. Most of them have a bar on board. Very nice. Very, super reasonable. Easy peasy to do. A little cheesy. But, but hey, you're in Amsterdam. It gives you a couple of pictures to enjoy and you can kind of make the lap around and, and enjoy. Yeah. So for the listeners and everybody mm-hmm. who when they think Amsterdam, they Amsterdam, they haven't been there and you get a picture in your mind. Yeah. Is it truly as picture perfect as people think it is? Okay, here's what I think, dear listener, that you think of when you think of that. In front of the canal, the canal's kind of at the bottom of the picture, and then sitting right on the canal are those tall, narrow houses with, like, the four different roof lines to them, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's called Hanseatic architecture. That's what that thing is. And I am going to tell you, 
Amsterdam does not disappoint. Really? It is stunning. Mm. The whole place is stunning. It is a city full of this. It's not one little tiny area. It is the whole thing. And it is stunning. You, every time you think you're done taking a picture, you walk around There's another, another picture. You take another picture. Yes, it was fabulous. Um, so I loved it. Definitely look around. Definitely walk the streets. Definitely walk the canals or bike. Now, I know we always talk about this when we talk about trips that we're going on and places that we've been and things to see. Mm-hmm. And we always give those helpful tips tips, right. on things that you have to plan ahead for. Don't just pop up in Amsterdam and think you can do stuff. There are probably things that we need to pre-plan for. I agree. Probably the most notorious, difficult ticket to get in all of Amsterdam is to the Anne Frank house. And we won't go into who Anne Frank is. If you know, you kind of know. If you don't look it up, people. Yes, yes, thank you. Sorry, that was harsh. I know. No, it was from your teacher's soul. That was my teacher's soul. Yeah, I understand. It is sold out very quickly. Here is the DL on getting Anne Frank tickets. Exactly one month before you plan to be there. So let's say you're going to be there in July. But I can't because I'm going to be in Poland. Oh, that's right. Okay, we just digressed just a little. But Sorry. it's true. We are going to be there. Um, If you are going to be there, let's say, let's try June. Okay, let's okay. go June. Okay, we're going to go in June. That means the first Tuesday of May, I've got to get on the Anne Frank site. And you got to get tickets. And you have got to sit there and hit refresh, 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 refresh until you can get to the place where you purchase the tickets. Got it. And then you will get digital tickets. They sell out that day. Hear me now. I'm going to say that one more time. Do not get it in your head that you are going to get into the Anne Frank house if you do not pre-purchase your tickets the first Tuesday of the month before you are going. They are not available sooner and they will not be available after that. If you want to go, that's the only way to get them. You're welcome for that free tip. Yeah. There you go. I do. I mean, that's just, and you need to realize that it may be a little difficult getting into some areas in Anne Frank's house that you experienced. (laughs) So be aware there's some ladder climbing and step climbing. So just be aware of that, folks. You're going from the canal level to the attic. And if you don't know why, again, look it up. (laughs) All right. Okay. Van Gogh. Let's play plan or pass with that. Okay. Okay. Let's talk about Anne Frank House before we talk about. Oh, plan. Plan. (laughs) You're going. I so want to go. Okay. Here's the deal. If you don't know who Anne Frank is. It breaks my heart. It breaks our heart. But go ahead and and look her up to understand why this is a must do. How about read her book, The Diary of Anne Frank? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay, you don't have to roll your eyes at our listeners. I know, I'm sorry. I I'm really, sorry. Okay. I really believe that they all. I know they do. Know. I have faith in I them. I have faith in them too. Okay. It, the Anne Frank House, here's what I do want you to understand. Okay. The only person who made it out of World War II from the Frank family is Anne's father, Otto. Otto was the keeper of the story. 
And Otto was the person who developed the idea of opening up this house for people to hear his daughter's story. At this time, when you go, you're going to walk into the adjacent townhome. So the Frank house is the second one in from the church. The first one in from the corner church is going to be the visitor center. It is state of the art and it is beautiful. But if in your mind you think that you are going to see a fully furnished townhome from canal to attic, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but there is nothing in any of the rooms. Here's what you will see. You will see the original walls. There is signage throughout that continues to tell the story. Uh, and, and there's an audio guide that helps you do that. You're going to climb all the way up. You do see the original bookcase that hid the entrance to the annex. You will see the original walls in the attic that still have the pictures that Anne put on the walls. That's not a recreation. That's the real ones. And you will see, I believe there's a sink left in a bathroom. Other than that, these rooms are empty. There is not a chair in sight. It's it's a one-way walk all the way up. Then you're going to start making your way back down. Now you're going to make your way back down in that new annex visitor center. This is where Otto takes over the story. And you're going to learn what happened to everyone. You're going to learn how Otto developed this idea and how Anne's story became world famous. So you may wind up liking the newer part more than the older part, but you're going to spend more time in the newer part than in the original townhome. This is something that you should definitely pair with a visit to Auschwitz or one of the other concentration camps so you can see the full story. I also highly recommend the Nazi Resistance Museum in Amsterdam to kind of finish off this story so that it makes a lot of sense because it was a huge story there. So all of that together is the Anne Frank must plan. Must. I would definitely do that. Now we'll continue with our buddy Vincent. Okay, let's go with Vincent Van Gogh. Well, Van Gogh, one of the most popular artists of all time, who had a little bit of a mental breakdown. Smidgen. Yep. And you can see his amazing progress through his brother's eyes. So the person who put this museum together, this museum is the Van Gogh Family Museum. That was put together by his brother. This is his brother's collection that he is sharing with the world. Again, these are tickets that sell out very quickly. This is one of the most well-known artists in the world. They have bouncers at the door and they will tell you sold out. You may not come in. So Do not pass go. Do not get $200. If you want to see this, you're going to need... To get those tickets in advance. Now, for me, I would plan. I, I would, would plan to do I that. I would plan. Um, I will say this. Do not be deceived. Van Gogh's work is all over the world, and much of it remains in Paris. 
Much of it is in the Americas, particularly New York City, and some of it is in Asia, and even some up in Norway. Great Britain has some. It's pretty far flung, his work. Starry Night is not there. Mm-hmm. So the one that you're thinking of is not there. <laughs> is not there. But what's nice is that it's through the eyes of his brother. It is through the eyes of his brother, and you kind of see. I, I thought it was more of a great study of his mental progress. Okay. So you do kind of get that kind of story arc mm-hmm. there. It's it's an interesting building. It's not fa- the building itself is not fascinating, mm-hmm. and what Vincent kept in his possession the particular pieces that were kept with his family it's an interesting insight into that particular artist so i will leave it at that i okay. think it's a plan i enjoyed it however i will tell you i far more enjoyed our other art choice here You're listening to Bobshi and Yaya Travel the World, and we hope that you are enjoying today's conversation. We invite you to become part of our travel community, so head on over to bobshiandyaya.com. That's B-A-B-C-I-A and Y-I-A, Y-I-A. And subscribe to our blog so that you can be kept in the loop as we talk about destinations and how to make travel a priority in your daily life. Whether you are travel dreaming or you've got boarding passes in your hand, we've got resources, plans, and plenty of inspiration to get you ready for whatever adventure awaits. You can find us on all the social media at Bob and Yaya, and we hope that we see you there. Okay. Which is the Rijksmuseum. This to me is, I say it in other episodes, plan, 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 plan. I loved this museum. First of all, the building itself was fascinating. It was a beautiful monument to art. Gorgeous architecture. It had an incredible three-story library in it. I would love it. Researchers with spiral staircases and fretwork, and it was just stunning. It was, and it was in use, which is what I loved. Which about is nice. It. They had a viewing terrace to go and see it, like you could kind of walk in and mm-hmm. walk out. But there were artists there with research books and students like it was so nice to see it in use and not as a relic right you know what i mean right and i i totally appreciated that i totally appreciated the walk through the dutch masters uh which was beautiful there were huge pieces of art in here some of them you know some of them you can't believe you didn't realize that that's right. where they were. A few of the major artists that you would see are Rembrandt, Vermeer, Van Eyck, and of course Van Gogh is there. You will find huge pieces. You will find small pieces. Uh, the most famous portrait of Napoleon is there. Oh, and a couple of other fascinating pieces of art, including the most beautiful dollhouses you've ever seen. They were stunning. And a lot of the beautiful porcelain work that's done very close by in Delft. 
Okay. So, find all so of this that. is a must. I think a must for sure. A must, must, must. Yes, definitely. And it's all those heavy hitters. Definitely. Yeah. Now, one thing that's not there that you may be interested in seeing is Girl with the Pearl Earring. That's down at the Hague. Not okay. too far away, about an okay. hour away, okay. but you're not going to see it in this national museum. Okay. Okay. I think that covers like the big heavy What about our Lord there. in the Attic? Oh my gosh. I just like saying that. I know. Our Lady of the Lord in the Attic. That's, that's what I kept on saying the whole time, but it's our Lord in the Attic or Amstelkring is the Dutch way of saying that. Okay. During the Dutch Golden Age, there were a lot of factors in play. In play. Here's the deal. A little history in a minute. I love it. The Spanish were in full swing of occupying the Dutch. Did you even know that happened? I don't think I did. I know, right? Okay. So the Spanish follow what religion? They're Catholic. Catholic. They're following the Pope, right? Right. Meanwhile, in Germany, Martin Luther's going on, right? Protestants. And here in Amsterdam, you've got the Protestant Reformation coming from one full side. Full swing. Full swing coming in. And you've got the Spanish enforcing their rule. It all blows up. They're going to get the Spanish out, and the Catholics have got to go with them. Yeah, bye. But, yeah. like today, Amsterdam was a pretty tolerant city. They kind of believed in the civics of it all. While the official party line was Christianity without the Pope, leaders understood that allowing people to worship as they chose was just fine, as long as it wasn't advertised. I just don't want to see your mess. Yeah. If you need to stay with that, fine. But we're not interested in that as we an don't official see party line. So what happened was a lot of people, like a guy named Jan Hartman, who were prominent businessmen during the 15th century, decided that his quiet Catholic community needed a proper place to worship. Why not? And he reworked three floors in his grand mansion in the red light district, which wasn't the red light district yet. Not yet, okay. but it's coming. Into a church where all who chose could privately worship. From the outside, you would never know that this is a church at all. But on the inside, the amazing space provided comfort and prayer for people who wanted to keep their connection with the Vatican. Wow. Yeah. There are several such churches throughout the city, but this one ironically located in the red light district now is by far the most famous and the most ornate out of all of them. You get to see all kinds of stuff and get to crawl around in all the different nooks and crannies oh. to really understand how the whole thing worked. Yeah. Okay. So let's step away from the churches. Okay. And we've talked, we've, we've said the red light district we a have. lot. Yes. And I, I know most people know what the red light district is, but... Wait, I'll be Terry for a minute. Let me be... If you're not people, look it up. Yeah. (laughs) That was harsh. I I don't mean it that harsh. (laughs) When it only comes to my friend Anne, okay? All right. But give us a little... Give us a little synopsis. A little summary of the red light district. Well, with any good port city, 
the ladies of the night must sell their wares. Of course. They're just trying to make a buck. That's right. And in order historically for the men of the sea to find the ladies of the night, Mm -hmm. they would hang a red lantern outside their door. Saying, hey. Okay. And that's where the idea of the red light district comes from. So what's going down in that red light district? Well, progressive politics and policies have allowed for this centuries old theme and profession to stay in business. They're unionized sex workers and they have no problem with it. They treat their choices as a business and they expect to be treated with in respect with with respect. It's so hard to even say that. But. Can mm-hmm. what's their union number? I like don't what know. is the name like of the local four oh four? I don't know. I can't even <laughs> I know. They are and they have a health care policy and everything. They have to Well, get I am so ga- glad. Yes. So you have a lot of tourists that want to go down and check it out yeah. and see the peeps. Okay. But do we find that to be appropriate? Here here's here's what I noticed. I think that the true traveler is kind of over it. Nobody wants to see a peep show and nobody's really interested in that in terms of travel. Right. Right. Now, maybe that's your thing in other parts. No of judging. Life. No judging no here. Judgment from us. I will say go and look if you feel like you got to look. But basically the entire red light district was full of stag parties. That's what I noticed. Because that's what they're going to do. You know what, people? It was a little TNA. Let them live their lives. Don't go gawking. Yeah. I mean, if you want to go and take a a peruse and see if it really is what people say it is, you know, do it, but do it with respect. I just think gawking at someone because they don't have clothes on is pretty tacky. That's just me. Yeah, I do too. And I I mean. Yeah. I don't find it, it. It's not like you're looking at art. Mm-mm. No. Uh-uh. Okay. Meanwhile, okay. Back meanwhile, at the ranch. I'm going to pass on the red light district, but I am going to plan on spending time in the Jordan district. Okay. Okay. The Jordan neighborhood is Anne Frank's neighborhood. My girl. That's right. And it is full of cafes, locally owned shops, sleepy canal bridges, the best dose of atmosphere that the city offers is by far in this district. On one end, you have the bike racks at the train station. Mm -hmm. In the middle is the church and Anne Frank's house next to it. Next comes the shopping district with all those canals laid all the way through. And pull it all together with the flower market right at the other end. Since you did mention leafy flowers mm. and so we all know that everyone says when in Amsterdam you need to partake is it easily accessible if you would like to partake in a little bit of pot go to a coffee shop that it's obvious you'll see marijuana leaf if that's what you want to do go ahead and do it I think that the thrill of that is over Mm -hmm. for Americans because it's legalized in this country now. Everywhere it was either on the ballot this time around. I just don't see it as the big naughty deal that maybe it was in travelers and travel times past. Yeah. So, I mean, I personally never went around and went, oh, I smell pot. 
oh my gosh, I I probably smelt it once or twice, but seriously, over quite a few days. We can go into D.C. and if you yeah. ha- hang around Chinatown down there, you can smell it You're, at the. I, I smelt it more in D.C. Okay, I smelt it more at a Leonard Skinner concert today. Oh, well, yeah, okay. I was Van Halen. Okay, okay, <laughs> all right. So. Last thoughts, mm-hmm. last things that we need for our first timer, us virgin travelers to Amsterdam. All right, let me give you a couple of really simple, quick hit tips. Here we go. Take care of your laundry at Edelin Laundry in the in the Jordan district. Our blog has the exact address. It's a quick bike ride there. And if you talk to them, they'll deliver it right back to your hotel for a small fee. Yeah, it cost me about maybe $35 to get three loads of laundry done and delivered. Do it. Do it. Totally worth it. We did that right before we took off on a cruise. It was perfect. Okay, the flower market on the single canal is very close to Spew Square. Be sure to get there sometime in the morning for the best blooms if that's what you'd like to do. Or if you just want to stop and smell the flowers, that's where they are. Another interesting stop just off of Spew Square is the Bayenhof. I think I said that right. This quiet community is accessible through a gate down a back alley. Inside, you will find a church that claims to be the one used by the pilgrims on the Mayflower, as well as another hidden Catholic church. They're there. This is a quiet community, and you need to be respectful when you're inside this ring of townhomes because this is where women live who may have been widowed or they're they've never married this is a women's community that you can live in like a religious women's community Mm -hmm. okay okay yeah it's lay it's not like it's nuns but it it's a women's religious community okay but you can go in and see it for free dig into the south seas connection with the spice islands which is now all of those great south pacific islands that the dutch kind of made their way to do and try to put away all 27 dishes on a reichstafel or Reich's table. These Indonesian classics with a Dutch twist are quintessentially Amsterdam. Eat or beware. It can get a little spicy Ooh. in there. 27 dishes. It's crazy. And they even have on the menu, you cannot order a Reich's tafel without two people sitting at the table. They will not cook it for you. If I you wouldn't, don't. but yeah. challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. While no windmills are in Amsterdam Central itself, there are plenty of opportunities to see these wind warriors. The best places to see windmills include to the north, Edam, which is where the cheese is from too, and to, uh, and to the south, Kinderdijk, which is super close to Rotterdam, and an easy train and boat ride away. Easy peasy to do. Take advantage of the Netherlands small size and get over to Delft to see a small size town close up. It's a great day trip. And pair this with a quick stop at The Hague to see Vermeer's girl with a pearl earring at the Mauritius Royal Picture Gallery. A worthwhile stop. I have two more for you. Stop it. I have two more for you. Be mindful of when you visit. Amsterdam is known for hosting huge, big, themed, city-wide events like the Pride 
parades and festival in the summer or the Queen's birthday in April, these events can make the city overwhelming or joy depending on what your travel lifestyle is like. Yeah. So just be careful. Check the calendar on that. Yeah. And rain is a staple in the great city. If you plan on staying more than a week, an umbrella might be in order. Hotels may have some to use, so don't bring one with you until you check that out. Or buy it when you're there. Buy it when you're there and keep it as a souvenir if you really love it. Your Airbnb may put a few by the door. The shop at the corner may wheel them out at the sign of the first drops. Don't invest until you need to and don't pack one that you aren't willing to ditch. Yeah. Because you're going to buy something there. Those shops are full of so many great things. I love it. Flat shoes are a must on these cobblestone streets. And by far, you definitely need a reusable bag because you will not get a bag without a charge for a paper one. There are no plastic bags in the entire city. I think taking a reusable one has always been one of our travel tips. I love that. Over and over and over again. I love that. Now, if you need a little inspiration to get your Amsterdam trip together, may I recommend the movie Ocean's 12? Yes, you may. And I will also tell you, Andre Ryu is from the Netherlands. He's from the south of the Netherlands in Maastricht, but his music certainly brings it together. By the way, if you're looking to find two very unique kinds of travel food to pull together, Bring home those Stroop waffles to share. They're fabulous little caramel treats. We Ooh. love them. And try the bitten balls. Bitten balls. On Spew Square full of yummy fillings. Who doesn't like fried dough? Exactly. In my belly. Exactly. I will tell you, Amsterdam was charming. The apps were easy to use, like the Rijksmuseum app and the interactive maps from iAmsterdam. And... You cannot go wrong. I don't think you can. You can't. No wonder it's one of the most traveled cities. I I, I could not find fault anywhere. Listen, friends, family, mm-hmm. get out there and be looking. We may have Amsterdam on the books coming That's up in the future. Right. You never know. That's right. I will say this. My mother did have one critique of Amsterdam. Are you ready? What? She's like, there's sick. And I'm like, Mom, the street cleaner is on the other side. They're cleaning them up right now. Ow. They're just everywhere. And I was like, oh, okay, fine. Did you go clean them up? No, the okay, street good. cleaner cleaned them up. I was like, I'm going to step over them and keep going. Look up. Who wouldn't want to travel with us to Amsterdam? <laughs> it was so much fun. I really, truly enjoyed it. It was a delight. We're telling you, people. Mm-hmm. Look for it, and if you want to do a trial run with us, come on to Poland. That's right. Poland 2023 is happening. We are so excited. But you want to know what we're more excited about than absolutely anything? How quickly that trip is filling up and how much we like to say thank you to you, our listener. Thank you, guys. We appreciate you so much. And if it wasn't for your support and belief in everything that we're doing, we wouldn't be able to do all these amazing things. 2023 is looking fabulous for us. So whether you're headed to Amsterdam or Krakow with us, we hope that you have happy travels. We hope that you have enjoyed today's episode. We drop two episodes every month for year-round travel fun. 
You can find more tips, hacks, destination guides, and inspiration at bobsheandyaya.com. That's also where you'll find information about our upcoming workshops and our upcoming small group travel experiences. That's right. We'd love for you to join us during our travel season as we take in glorious destinations like Edinburgh, Paris, Warsaw, and Amsterdam. It's going to be so much fun. Don't hesitate to leave us a little comment or a review, especially over there on iTunes where the numbers do all the talking. We'd love to hear from you. You can also find us on all the social media, including TikTok and Facebook, by searching at Bapshi and Yaya. That's B-A-B-C-I-A and Y-I-A-Y-I-A. We look forward to sharing our next episode with you.